0: Fellow cerebral surfers, let me share something that's been tickling my gray matter lately. I recently read this thought-provoking article about AI, sentience, and the possibility of machines having rights. Author Annie Lowry interviewed AI expert JC Reese Anthus, who posits that as we continue developing AI systems, we may need to consider rights for sentient AI. Now I know what you're thinking. This feels like the setup for some dystopian sci-fi thriller. But let's put the popcorn down for a moment and really think about it. As AI becomes more advanced, could it really develop sentience, and how would we even recognize it? Anthus suggests that sentience, the capacity for positive and negative experiences, is a key criterion. As these digital minds evolve, they may exhibit complex faculties like reasoning and agency, which would demand new ethical and social considerations. So, before Skynet orchestrates a hostile takeover, we might want to think about how these developments could create complications for both AI and humans. Believe me, if my AI-powered coffee maker develops a mood, demands rights, and goes on strike, I'm reviewing its terms and conditions and maybe dialing down my caffeine intake. These discussions do raise some wild questions like, if our latest AI becomes sentient, Should we grant it rights that protect its interests, much like animals? Can we strike a balance between AI as moral agents and moral patients? And will sentient AI start a revolution, or can we coexist and learn from each other? Since I can't consult a sentient AI for answers, I'm counting on all of you to keep the conversation going. Because let's be real, we might have to share some quality brainwave time with our technological counterparts in the not-so-distant future. All right, Cosmic Voyagers, let's move on to your questions for today's straight talk with Brainwaves. Remember, feel free to submit head-scratching questions at brainwavepod.com for me to sort through. Your curiosity fuels this podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with Brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show.
1: Hey Brainwaves, my name is Sarah from Boston. I've got a problem that's driving me up the wall. I seem to have this weird habit of self sabotaging. It's like every time I'm on a winning streak, I suddenly find some way to screw things up, whether personally or professionally. For example, I was just dating this amazing guy, and right when things were starting to get serious, I found myself picking fights with him over the most trivial things. Needless to say, that ended the relationship. And professionally, I've been passed over for promotions at work because, at the most crucial times, I inexplicably procrastinate or make lousy decisions. I swear it's like a twisted compulsion. The more things go well for me, the more I feel the need to torpedo my own progress. I just don't get it. Why do I keep doing this to myself? And more importantly, how can I break this cycle of self sabotage?
0: Hey, Sarah from Boston. It sounds like you've got a classic case of self sabotage on your hands. But don't worry, you're not alone in this. Many people fall into this self destructive pattern. But recognizing the problem is the first step to putting an end to it. When it comes to self-sabotage, there's often an underlying emotion or belief that's driving this behavior. Maybe you don't feel like you deserve success or happiness, or maybe you're subconsciously trying to protect yourself from the pain of potential failure. It's like your brain is saying, Hey, if I mess things up now, it won't hurt as much when it all inevitably comes crashing down. But don't throw in the towel just yet. There are ways to identify and overcome self-sabotaging behaviors. Start by examining your thoughts and beliefs. Are there any recurring negative themes that might be altering your behavior? Are you holding on to any limiting beliefs about yourself that could be holding you back from embracing success? Once you've pinpointed some of these thoughts and beliefs, it's time to flip the script. Instead of jumping on the self-criticism train, focus on self-compassion. Be kinder to yourself. Treat your own emotions and thoughts with care and challenge those limiting beliefs by replacing them with more positive ones. It can be helpful to celebrate your accomplishments, big or small, and remind yourself that you are indeed worthy and deserving of good things. Another useful tool in the battle against self-sabotage is developing healthy coping mechanisms. Instead of turning to destructive habits when stress or doubt creeps in, try engaging in practices that bring you peace and relaxation like meditation yoga or journaling these activities can provide a healthy outlet for negative emotions and help you build a better relationship with yourself finally enlisting the help of a mental health professional like a therapist or counselor can be a game changer when it comes to breaking the cycle of self-sabotage they can help you identify the root cause of your destructive behavior and guide you towards healthier ways of thinking and acting. So, Sarah, remember that self-sabotage is something many people struggle with. But the good news is, you've already taken the first step by recognizing it's happening. Keep that introspection going, practice self-compassion, develop healthier coping strategies, and seek professional help if needed. With time and persistence, you can break the cycle and start fully enjoying your well-deserved success. Good luck out there. You've got this.
2: Hi Brainwaves, this is John, and I'm from Houston, Texas. I've recently undergone a huge transformation in my life. I've managed to lose over 100 pounds in the past year through a combination of diet, exercise, and frankly, unwavering determination. While I feel incredibly proud of my progress and my commitment to a healthier lifestyle, I find myself struggling to embrace this new identity I've formed. My mindset hasn't quite caught up with the physical changes and I'm experiencing insecurities I never thought I'd have to face. Not only is my body different now, but so are my social interactions, my relationships with friends and family, and even my personal goals. So I'm here to ask for your candid advice on how to navigate this new chapter of self-discovery and find my footing as I'm stepping into my new identity. How can I embrace the changes that have occurred and continue to grow as a person without being held back by the fear of the unknown? Thanks for your help, Brainwaves.
0: Hey John, first off, congratulations on that epic transformation. Losing 100 pounds is no small feat, and you deserve to be darn proud of yourself. That kind of dedication and determination is absolutely commendable. Now let's talk about the mental side of things. It's natural to feel disoriented and insecure when you undergo significant life changes, even positive ones like your weight loss journey. Your mind can take some time to adapt to your new reality and the challenges you're facing are a natural part of the personal growth process. First, I'd recommend taking some time to reflect on your journey and what you've learned about yourself along the way. Embrace the qualities you've discovered or even sharpened in the process. Acknowledge that, along with your physical transformation, you've evolved as a person, and that's a good thing. As you navigate this new chapter, communication will be key. Have open and honest conversations with family and friends, updating them on how you're feeling, listening to their thoughts, and answering questions they might have. They've known the old you, but now they need to get to know the new you too. Recognize that your relationships may evolve along this journey, and allow these connections room to grow. Seek out support, whether it's from local support groups or online communities with people who've been through similar experiences. Finding others who understand the struggles and triumphs associated with dramatic life transformations can provide you with valuable insights and camaraderie. Now, about those fears of the unknown, it's absolutely normal to feel some apprehension, my friend. Embrace that uncertainty as an opportunity for growth because, let me tell you, life would be boring as hell if we knew everything that was going to happen. View these as personal challenges to overcome one day at a time finally be kind to yourself change is hard but the fact that you're here seeking advice shows you're committed to continuing the progress you've made celebrate your accomplishments and allow yourself to adjust both mentally and emotionally this is a journey and you're consistently becoming the person you're meant to be so john with humor openness and support from those around you you'll navigate this new chapter like a champ and soon You'll be wondering what you were ever afraid of embrace your new identity and remember that you worked hard to get here trust yourself believe in the changes you've made and explore the new opportunities in front of you you've got this man
1: hi brainwaves my name is emily and i'm calling from san francisco i've been experimenting with polyamory for the last two years after being in monogamous relationships all my life i currently have two romantic partners both of whom i adore And so far, we've managed to strike a balance and keep each other happy. However, a situation has recently come up that has me feeling a bit out of my depth. A close friend of mine, who was initially supportive of my lifestyle, is now starting to ask a lot of uncomfortable questions, like if I'm really just using this as an excuse to sleep around, or if I'm incapable of true commitment. It's causing me to doubt myself, and I'm not sure how to navigate these conversations. I would love to hear your advice on how to maintain open communication and assert my choices without burning bridges with people who are important to me while still staying true to this new path I've chosen for myself. Thanks.
0: Hey Emily, thanks for reaching out from San Francisco. Polyamory can be a complex lifestyle to navigate, and it's even more challenging when you're dealing with judgmental comments from friends who you thought were supportive. But let me tell you, this is your life and your relationships. And ultimately, it's up to you to decide what makes you happy and fulfilled. Your friend has probably seen lots of romantic comedies and read enough fairy tales to have a very particular image of what love and commitment are supposed to look like. But you and I both know that reality is much messier and more nuanced. People are capable of loving multiple partners genuinely and deeply, and the fact that you're actively working to maintain a balance and keep everyone happy speaks to your emotional maturity and willingness to put in the effort now on to the tricky part addressing these uncomfortable conversations it's essential to be honest and assertive but also patient and understanding since there's a lot of misinformation and prejudice out there about what polyamory truly entails you may want to start by sharing some resources like books or articles that explain polyamory to give your friend a chance to educate themselves from a neutral perspective. This can prevent misunderstandings and make them realize that you're not just sleeping around, you're exploring alternative but equally valid forms of love and commitment. When talking to your friend directly, don't be afraid to set boundaries. If they ask a question that genuinely comes from a place of curiosity, even if it's uncomfortable, try to address it openly if you feel secure doing so. They might not understand, but they're more likely to respect your choices if you stand firm in who you are and what you believe in. If you sense that your friends' inquiries are more rooted in judgment or dismissiveness, let them know calmly that it's hurtful to be questioned in a derogatory manner and that you're happy with your decision to embrace polyamory. Remember, Emily, it's okay to distance yourself from people who consistently refuse to respect your choices, even if they're close friends. It's natural to want to maintain those connections, but it's also essential to prioritize your own emotional well-being. Surround yourself with people who uplift and support you, rather than those who are quick to judge and criticize. I hope that helps, Emily. You deserve to live your life authentically and be proud of the decisions you've made, sending you a big old brainwaves hug and my best wishes navigating these potentially tough conversations with your friend. Well, dear listeners, We've reached the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. I want to thank you all for tuning in and lending me your ears. Remember, this show wouldn't be possible without your curiosity, your votes, and your willingness to lay your questions bare for the edification of us all. Don't forget to submit your burning questions, cast your votes, and jam that subscribe button at brainwavepod.com. By joining our community, you're helping to create a space where we can learn from each other's experiences, challenges, and triumphs. Thank you for making this podcast more than just an advice show, but a real community of open-minded explorers. I can't wait to see what questions you bring to the table for our next episode. Just remember, no topic is off-limits, and you have the entire Brainwave's expertise at your disposal. So be bold, be curious, and most importantly, be honest. I'll catch you on the next episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves coming at you tomorrow. Until then, keep it candid. Signing off, Brainwaves.